it just has to be, I think, stories like you know, because like in each in each diaspora, diaspora, everybody have the um, everybody have the like the story, but it's a different. Like they would name it differently, they would call it differently, and they would say something different about it. But essentially, it is the the same thing that we're talking about. Like mm-hmm. you know, like I'm sure Lajablas exists in a, a different culture. Welcome back, everyone, to episode four of Beneath the Saved Tree. I'm Megan Swaby, and I'm Sadna Fiati. And thank you for joining us. Here we are. La Ja Bless. <laughs> Continuing a theme of women who might do you wrong. Yes. Um, I'm curious, Megan, tell me tell me how you know about La Ja Bless. La Ja Bless was not one that I came across in terms of like stories from my mom or anything so it was really me being let me do some googling on folklore like that was my first encounter this is my uncle rudney clark talking to me about la jablas the many the from what i would tell you is from a from a child and then the first thing we heard about la jablas is she's this really beautiful woman Mm mm-hmm and in terms of she's like supposed to be this sort of half sort of Spanish looking sort of half uh, black person where you can't like a Creole. Mm. You would say it's a Creole in our dialect. And she would come to the party at night and she'll come late into the party. And usually it's, it's a time where um, we don't we don't we didn't have electricity. So the parties would be at uh community center mm-hmm. but then when you when you walk from that community center there were no lights there were no street lights or anything like that so yeah. the premise is that she would come into the party and all the guys would immediately notice the entrance she always make an entrance and everybody notice and then like the the coolest guy or the guy who thinks he's the village village drama as you would say or the the cock the hot cock guy thinks he's the hottest guy, he would immediately zero in on her. And she would and she would um she would tease him and succumb to him and then she would ask him to walk her home. And the he would walk her home and he would just keep walking and she would lead him into the, the bushes and and a long way away and, and sometimes and at the time and then she would disappear leaving him lost in the bushes to wander around and around and around and around. So there's a lot of different versions of La Diables and some people like, you know, like for you, you know for a fact that I like, I like writing about it. Mm-hmm. You but, do. And my take on it was so different too. Like, you know. Well, what, what was your take on it? Well, my take on it, and, and uh, mm-hmm. another thing about her is that she has, um, she wear a very long dress. Mm-hmm. And one of her foot is real and the other foot is a cow foot. Oh. So I would make her like she I would I made her something that was more like a vengeful person who was writing her wrong. Oh. And something she was something was done to her in the past by a male and she was avenging that. So like she didn't just leave them in the bush to wander. She would kick them to death with a cow foot. Okay, wow, that's that's taking it in a direction. Yeah. But tell me, what is what do we feel like the warning is around Jabless? Like, are she I feel like it's certainly a part of like maybe not wandering late at night is mm-hmm. a thing. 
what it why like why what do you think the wider implication of why she, why this particular why story she was created why she exists oh i have <laughs> oh man like i don't know I, I don't know why the story was created like these these folklores are supposed to be real they're supposed they, to have happened. It's supposed to have happened. Mm-hmm. This person is supposed to exist. And when when we talk about it, growing up as a child, and my we my mom told us about, she talked about folklore all the time, all the different folklores and all this thing that large abdes duends and lagahu and all these things. So these things were real when we when you as a child they didn't they weren't folk just folklores they mm-hmm. weren't just stories they were real. Mm-hmm. So this person did exist, and you know, and this or this person could be. A person could become this person, and they do exist. As you know, as you get older, you realize well, it's 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 folklore, and like the stories that we read about about um, large Ables, Again, it was simple because it, it, we read it in our in school books. She would take the, she would come to the party late. She would take the guy away, and our, another way the guy could um, get rid of her is if he if he lights a cigarette. Mm. Like, so she would try to prevent him from smoking. Like, if he's a smoker, no, no, don't smoke, don't smoke. But if he lights a cigarette, she would disappear. Mm-hmm. All right? So. Okay. <laughs> wow. I mean, so many things to unpack with this. I think one thing that's interesting is that she's a Creole woman. And, like, yeah. the, the implication of Creole and beauty. You yeah. know what I mean? That, that's like, a, this yeah, is... that is why the guys would, would rush to her. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so it has to be, you know what I mean? It's 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 um, their definition of beauty has come from the Caribbean uh, colonization and all of that stuff. I think come into play a lot, mm-hmm. you know, colonization of the mind and the definition of beauty mm-hmm. as by told by the colonists, right? Mm-hmm. So that so they can't go out and say the person is is white; they would be mixed, but she would be light skinned right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. Wow. Yeah. And you've never, you've never seen. No, no, we never, we never <laughs> seen anything like it. Or not even close. Not even close. You know, like, but there's always a story. There's mm. always a storyteller. There's always somebody that would tell you a story about they knew somebody that ran into that or somebody <laughs> that had that situation. Still, yeah. As we've seen and like as I've read a little bit more too. Um, well, the folklore of Jack Bless has inspired any number of speculative fiction, you know what I mean, from yeah. the Caribbean. So, you know, there could be other more evil readings of her, you know, um, as someone who wants people's blood or lives, etc. You know, so. Hmm, so is this like yeah. you were trying to explain why you got drunk and didn't know where you ended up? <laughs> and something that just keeps uh, coming back in terms of, you know, women who, from no fault of these men, they were tempted, they were drawn to the field, this woman cast a spell, like how that lore that just exists in general, even just from like Salem witch trials and beyond beyond in terms of, um, you know, the power that women have over men and men have no control over their longing and they're lustful you so know? true a thread that i didn't uh realize two things a i think her creation has so much to do 
with the sort of colonized imagination of yeah. of the Caribbean, you know? So yes. this melding yeah. of of uh, you know, Euro Christianity uh with uh, you know, with people from West Africa and the types of things that has been conjured from that. And so the Euro Christianity is important because it's, it speaks to, again, the women as temptress, like going all the way back to, you know, Eve. And as you said, that, that somehow women are maybe inherently evil or, you know what I mean? Mm. There's something about us, especially if they're beautiful, especially if they're beautiful. So yes, I think it could certainly stand as a cautionary tale of not wandering. Also just like the whole thing is like, so this strange woman shows up at the town party. That you ain't never You've seen never before, seen before. In, a, in a wild dress. That's not like... And there's something about the way she yes, dresses, right? the way that she's depicted, yes. that doesn't seem like how people dress. Like, not like the everyday person. You know, yes. like, it seems like she's... It's very fancy, right? So this strange lady yeah. shows up at the town party, and okay. you are so besotted with her revealing your own colorism, by the way, Mm -hmm. that you are willing to follow her to a second location. Like, this is just like, okay, questions. I have many questions about that. The two things. So there's that. The Euro Christianity um, Mm -hmm. is one thing. And then I think the other layers that we're talking about in terms of feminism, like as women existing and that men just have no control over themselves. You know what I mean? Like they can't help. Mm -hmm. You know, that whole thread runs through our lives as women that somehow we're to blame when men misbehave um, or when men end up in uh, bad situations, we are to blame. You know, mm-hmm. um, so I love mm-hmm. a woman who takes that back on some level. I'm like kind of enjoying the jet bless on some like, you know, she yeah. kind of has her own agency and her own life. She's doing what she wants to do. Especially if I mean, again, if this is a bit of a revenge, totally, plot, I'm all here for I'm giving it's giving me a bit of um, uh, promising, yeah, young promising young woman. Young woman yes. It really is giving me that vibe, right? Like right, she's where like, it's I, like, I'm done. You know, she's definitely going through something, and but and I'm not saying you know, luring men into the forest and killing them is right, obviously. But there's something about it that, um, yeah, is maybe you know, kind of like, ooh, I know it's a little geez. chilling, right? What does yeah. it say for a woman to be single, supposedly? What does it say for her yeah. to do what she wants? And yeah, why wouldn't a woman have a vendetta? Um, we yeah. have any number of reasons to. <laughs> we got a, a scroll. We have like totally we have a long scroll. <laughs> We're talking black women. Of yeah. reasons we why we list. would have, you know, why we would have yeah. issues yeah. with men. But yeah. Oh, another thing. That's the thing I wanted to say too was that um, it also functions as a as a ghost tale. Like, mm. and we'll talk about Sukiyan. She's another one. And there's a few others like Loop Guru and stuff that I'm learning about. But like, they're all like wonderful ghost storytelling that that would be told. Both my uncle Rudney and Roma, who will be on the next episode, both talked about hearing these stories when there was no electricity. So the either there be a blackout or you were just in a space. They were in a more rural spot where they just didn't have electricity. So... Mm. It was nighttime, and also they both talked about the moon, the full moon being important because then it's like there is some light. There's lots of light, in fact. Um, And I came across that in some of our research, too. It's just like the full moon is there. So it's like things are. And it was always when the full moon was there. That's when you see the roller cap or the. 
Because it's like that was if that was your source of light, then exactly. And so it's it's fascinating to me. So it's just like, oh, that's great. So the, there's no electricity. So supposedly there's nothing else to do. Um, <laughs> so, but now's the time to try to tell the stories that just scare people. I love that. I love <laughs> or the that. legends. I love it too. Right? Yeah. Like it's just oh, I love that image of. And I love the idea too of, of us, I, I think it's so relatable to us, you know, coming off the pandemic that when all else fails, we start to tell each other stories. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, what does this mean for us today? Like, what will our, you know, as we are the ancestors of, you know, the next future generations, like, what will they be referring to when they talk of folk tales? I don't know. This period. And is it going to be this treasure trove of TikToks? Or tweets, <laughs> or <laughs> which seems so fleeting, so fleeting, so impermanent. You know, like meme yeah. culture. It like seems to like it's like every few days with the storytelling at night, always at night, yeah. right? Um, it's so it just like <laughs> it's great. I, I think it's it. wonderful, and I wonder too about a feminist reclamation of jabless. You know, and I think, too, uh, as time goes on, for better or worse, the culture that we live in now, like something that I talked to my uncle about was just that, like, this idea of beauty, whatever Mm. we might think of it, but is is as a construction more and more. Like, I feel like Internet culture has helped us understand that it is a construction. Yeah, it doesn't like you don't literally wake up like this. Mm hmm. You do not in any way, shape or form. Like it takes mm-hmm. a lot of time, in some cases, surgery, mm-hmm. clothing, styling, makeup to transform yourself into some idea of beauty. Mm-hmm. You know, it isn't a naturally um, acquired. Uh, if it, we're talking about that singular version of exactly. beauty, that changes every so often, you know. It does, um, but like even yeah. think Jab Blast, she's like, but she got dressed up, you know, or she's yeah. wearing something very fancy in any case that makes her stand yeah. out. So it just is like, no, she doesn't, she's not showing up with just like a head wrap and some cotton dress, which nothing wrong with that, but like, you nothing know, wrong with like, like that, you, know? you know, like she's <laughs> yeah. just, just come straight yeah. from, from There's, making dinner, you know, like she's, yeah. she's beautiful. There's and something a bit yeah, extravagant. It's like m- men don't understand that often in our society like they don't understand that beauty is work that's Mm. what i feel like Mm. Mm. yeah and if they do when they do they feel like it's like a manipulation like i just like a natural girl (laughs) and meanwhile and you know there's definitely been the oh very aggravating sort of social media posts around like and it's just so very cis hetero (laughs) Dudes who have no idea about what makeup is. And no, like, none. They'll put up a side by side of like, get you a, a wifey, you know, or get yes. you a girl who can, you know, is natural. And you're like, my man, do you know the, you think this is a, there's a, that's at least a five minute face. If not, there's like a bunch of products to make it look natural. And it's like, but again, it's that thing of them dictating. Them um, deciding. What, and deciding what is beautiful again, which is, a, you know, this construction and, um, and that there's something about, an effortless beauty. But again, it's not, it's like only comprised of a very specific type of beauty. It's Mm -hmm. not saying it's not holding that conversation alongside, Oh, there are many different kinds of beauty. It's saying, okay, to, um, 
to be able to, you know, possess this type of beauty that like only a few are lucky to possess. Which if there's some sort of deceptive, that there's some sort of deception in creating that look. Yeah. Like that, that is inherently dishonest. Exactly. As if our beauty, however arrived at, somehow exists for their enjoyment and or for the opposite for their demise, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like thinking of, I was thinking of like, you know, with River Mama, like, being like she's free, like Lorna Goodson's poem. I was like, yeah. you know, what if Jab Bless is free? Maybe she's not learn these men version. no more. Maybe she right? just is like at home putting on oil of leg cream <laughs> at her beautiful <laughs> vanity, lotioning up her cow foot. Exactly, you know, just <laughs> exactly <laughs> keeps your heels and hooves, yeah, yeah, uh, keeps your well moisturized. Are your hooves cracked? Yeah, but I love, I love that image of her not of her being free from from that particular curse and cycle of having to lure men to their untimely end or, you know, to misfortune. It's like, yeah. you know, what she look like if she's not doing that? And the thing is, is that it doesn't exist within the folklore because, of course, these are coming from, you know, this kind of patriarchal tr- tradition on some level. Yes. And yeah. they don't and can't imagine what it means for a woman to, a beautiful woman to be independent and awesome on her own. Like that's not something that is in the collective male imagination. So apparently this is a family affair. Uh, I have a little music here from my cousin, Savannah Taylor, who is a wonderful musician. for listening to this episode of Beneath the Saber Tree. Um, we want to hear from you. We have an email address uh, and we would love to hear stories, um, anything you want to share. And we may share that on a future podcast episode. So you can find us at thesabertree at gmail.com. That's T-H-E-C-E-I-B-A-T-R-E-E at gmail.com. This episode was mixed and sound engineered by Alaska B. Yay! And, <laughs> woo, 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 woo. and is um, a podcast in residence with Crow's Theater in association with Nightwood Theater. And we thank them uh, for their support. We do. Support is good. Support is good. <laughs> I also a huge thank you for this particular episode to my uncle Rudney Clark for telling me about La Jabless. And also a huge thank you to my cousin Savannah Taylor, who is a very talented musician, and you should look her up on Instagram. You can follow Senna and myself. Uh 
at on Twitter at B Wheels Heels and myself at Megan, but spelt in a funky way, M-A-Y-G-N. I mean, come on, girl, do it. I'm into it. You know, there's a thousand millions of Megans out there. I had a I had a I had to do it different. Um and that's it. 